Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone. It's Allie Valentin here, and I'm here to let you know that the conversation you're about to listen to came from a live Q&A session on Chris's social media accounts. I hope you enjoy. Okay, Look at we this. are live. We're live. We're live, everybody. We're live. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. It's did been you miss a while. me last week? I don't think we did last week because no, I was gone. Right? We've been gone. Yep. You've been gone for a little bit. I Two feel Two weeks. Like. Yep. Yeah. Two so weeks. We missed you guys. And we had the Wonder Woman conference. Wonder. Yeah, we did. That was cool. I think I did something last week with somebody. Because I was home I, for a little bit. No. You yes. know what? You went live with Ryan Collins. Ryan Collins. About his new book. We did. That was great. Mm-hmm. You should go watch that. Yeah. Still on his It was feet. good. It's good. Yes. Amazing. Well, we're going to answer we go. some questions again today. Yes, we are. And if you guys have questions while we're live, you can type them in the comment section. And we will ignore them. And oh, no. We will try to answer them. We're going to answer them. Yes. We are doing good. All righty. Let's just jump in. Shall okay. we? Shall we? Okay. First question. Oh, someone's tuning in from Japan. Wow, that's so cool. That's awesome. Um, you ever I, been to Japan? No. Me My room. I had a roommate in college who was from Japan. Wow. Yeah, he was an international student. Okay. <laughs> First question. Oh gosh. I think you said in more revolution. If you don't respect yourself, others might not either. Can you elaborate on this a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we teach other people how to how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the deal is, is that you know, I always say like, if you, if I go over your house and you, you know, your house is a mess and you you got can't beer cans everywhere, house is filthy. I might put my feet up on your table, on your mm-hmm. coffee table, but. Um, but on the other hand, if you come to my house and you live in a pigsty, you come to my house and my house is clean and nice and, you know, it doesn't have to be a mansion, but it's nice and clean and stuff, you're likely not to do, not put your feet up on my couch, on, right. on my, my table. And the difference is, is that the way I treat myself tells you how to treat me. Yep. So I think if you don't have any self-respect, no one else will respect you. That's good. That's really That's good. true. Yeah. That's a good short answer, but it's true. You have you have something you want to say about that? No, I think that it feels exactly right. Yeah, I would say, and people can see that. I would. I think something that came to mind when you're talking about, you know, if I come to your house and it looks like this, I can just see what you value, right? Yeah. You spend your time on what you value, and so you make time for the things you value. And if you don't value yourself, mm-hmm. well, then you teach other people to not value you. Right. Right. So you know. It's important too because it, it's actually attractive. Somebody that values themselves, you know, when you're around yeah, somebody that's yeah. like a yeah, like kind exactly of a pity right. party, it's not very fun. You're constantly like, "Oh no, we love you." It's like, "Oh Lord, just believe it for yourself." Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's okay to do that for a while, but pretty soon they, they wear you out. Yes, exactly. And there are people that they can't be encouraged. Like, mm-hmm. they, if you don't love yourself, you don't, you won't actually accept the encouragement. Yeah, it just runs out through like a bottom, like there's a hole in the bottom of your foot. Yep. And that, you know, you can, everyone will kind of do that for a while. Oh, John, are you okay? Oh. Yeah. But after a while, people, oh, that's Johnny. You can't encourage him. He refuses to be, he refuses to be filled up. Yep. So yeah. it's sad, but it's, it's true. Needs to yeah. actually go get help. 
Yeah. It's Jesus to transform him from the inside out. That's really good. You should read the more. Uh, no, you should read the Royal Supernatural Ways of Royalty if you have that struggle because that was my struggle. That's how I know it so well. Yep. And that book is. I, I think that book is really well. If I didn't think that book was good, I wouldn't have written it. So, but I I just get so much feedback about that exact subject right there. Yep. Yeah. So read that book, More Revolution. Uh, no, I keep seeing that. No, because they read yeah. More Revolution. It's not More Revolution. It's, it's Supernatural, Supernatural Ways of Royalty. Yeah, very good. That's awesome. Okay. This person's asked, I've never dealt with grief as I have with losing my mom. Oof. How do you overcome grief? Well, Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, mm -hmm. for they shall be comforted. Yeah. And so, you know, there is a natural season of mourning. Mm-hmm. And we live in a culture, America, yeah. that doesn't do mourning. Like right. we, we feel like it's our job even to cheer people up. Like someone's right. mourning, we're like, cheer up, you know, it's gonna be okay, your mom's in heaven. What are you, what are you worried about, you know? Right. So, but grieving is a natural process to come to wholeness. Blessed are those who mourn. And then, you know, Jesus goes on to say, when you mourn with those who mourn, then you can rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that sometimes we even us cheer cheer uppers cheer yeah. uppers <laughs> us encouragers you know sometimes yeah. we're we're like we should just mourn with people instead of trying to cheer them up right well we don't see the value in it you know exactly. we're just always trying to okay well that's not happening that's not happening you know we're trying to ignore yeah. the fact that Put the happy face on go forward yeah yeah now let's be clear there are people who get stuck in grief mm-hmm and yeah i see that look Got a little bit of a low battery message. There we go. Yeah, and there there are people who get stuck in grief, and you know, instead of the cycle that blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. They, yeah. you know, they don't. They they like two years later they're still in the same grief position. Right. I see we're trying to fix something. We're right trying there. to fix it. That's Ellie. Ellie's really close right there because <laughs> she is trying to make fix sure this. that. There our we go. Okay, we're powered up. Devices don't go dead. There we go. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> okay, this is live. That's how you know it's yeah, real. That's right. <laughs> um, yes. So, so there are people that get stuck in a grief cycle, mm -hmm. and maybe the you know the the gal who's you know talking to us is actually you know in that in one of those downward cycles where she can't get out of it. Then I would really you know encourage you to find you know get a good counselor, and maybe there's something in there that broke when your mom died. Yeah. that needs to be fixed you know yeah that's really good yeah that's really good i love what you said about not running away from it necessarily but yeah. actually allowing yourself to feel that pain because on the other side of that pain is actually healing and wholeness yeah and sometimes we think if we go to the depth of that pain we're never going to come out the other side at least that's how how i oh, have yeah. feared pain oh before. that's true yeah because i just didn't want to feel it because i just thought if I feel it, then I'm not going to, yeah, you won't, you won't, I won't be able to won't escape. Recover. Yeah. And so That's, I'm just going to live there. And it felt like the biggest, the biggest, scariest thing, you know, Bethel transformation center has a grief counselor. I just remember that Jay was telling yeah. me the other day. So Bethel transformation center, you should check it out. Mm -hmm. They have a grief counselor. So if you really want to get help and you really are stuck in a cycle and yeah. It's, you know, your mom died two years ago, three years ago, and you're still there. It's like, oh, yeah, you got stuck. You, you got, got need stuck to get out of process. that stuck spot. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. It's really good. Okay, somebody's asked, will God's promise happen regardless, 
or does our ability to partner affect the outcome? Well, that depends on the promise, right? Hmm. There are conditional promises mm -hmm. and there are non-conditional promises. Mm -hmm. Sometimes are the promises God gives us are conditional. Like if you do this, I'll do that. Like give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaken together, running out all over. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the promise? If you give, then I will give, press down, shaken together, mm -hmm. running out all over. So in that case, it's a conditional promise. Like you have to first give and then, mm -hmm. then it will happen. And other times God's like, I'm going to do this sovereignly, no matter what you do. Yeah. So I think it depends on the promise. Often the, often there's conditional promises. I won't say, right. You know, often, what do you think about that? I think similarly, I mean, I think about even just get receiving prophetic words, right. That mm -hmm. are obviously from the Lord yet. So often they require that we put in the work that the, we prepare yeah. to step into that promise from God. I mean, and that's like, that's biblical. We see that throughout all of scripture. I'm even thinking of just God speaking to Moses and him having to believe and choose to believe and actually put his foot forward and lead people yeah. into freedom. You know, just key moments where it wasn't just going to happen. It took people of faith to move forward and make those things happen. You know, we've been teaching this recently too, right? Like faith is catalyzed through action. Mm -hmm. James says like mm -hmm. no action, no, no, no right. real faith. Right. So yeah, oftentimes, very often there is a, there is something that we have to do to catalyze the faith that it takes to move forward. Yep. And I think it, they're conditional promises. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, in the, in the word that we get or in the, the scriptures, mm -hmm. there's not, it doesn't look conditional, but when you, when you engage the Lord on that thing, he's like, I'm waiting for you to do this, or I'm waiting for you yeah. to move forward on this. Or as you pointed out, like, I'm waiting for you to have faith for this. Yep. And even that's conditional. Like I'm waiting for you to believe me. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said to the blind man who wanted to be healed, will may it be according to your faith. And his faith created an alternative reality, which in his case, the blind man saw. Yep. So sometimes we, you know, the, the actual word doesn't say, if you do this, I'll do that. But the word mm -hmm. requires faith. And even faith is like the catalyst, yeah. Yeah. the catalyst, you know, it's the, it's the actionable point of the, of the word. Yes. Very That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, I'm seeing lots of, I know we got lots of, lots questions, of questions coming in. It's from so cool. People, when you engage watching. people. Yep. Um, okay. So somebody's asked, when navigating through seasonal transition, what are some practical things you do before making a decision? Currently praying about accepting a new pastoral position. Some practical things you do about... Well, I mean, the first decision. thing in a big decision like that, personally, I like to consult with some, you know, some people that know me really well mm. and somebody that's, and, and some, a wise or two wise people that are outside of the emotion of it. Yep. Yeah. Super wise. Because mm -hmm. I can get caught up in that it's going to be amazing, and then you know, and someone else points out like, "Oh, do you know this? Do you know that? Do you, you know?" Mm -hmm. Like I, I was uh, doing a, just a little consulting with a friend of mine. Uh, it was wasn't too long ago. And he's telling about this opportunity he has. He's going to pay this much more money. Da da da. And I'm like, "Oh, how far is it from your house?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's an hour drive each way." And I'm like, mm. "You know, that sounds easy until you you know you go from." 
I live five minutes from my work too. I live an hour from my work, and that's a two, two hours a whole every day. Yeah, what whole is life you know? Changes. Not only did, you know how much more money do you have to make just to cover the cost, but more importantly, what is your life worth? Mm -hmm. Like your eight-hour day is not a ten-hour day. Yep. And you know, is that re really have you thought through that? Because that's going to get old really quickly, mm -hmm. especially if you're used to you know having a ten-minute drive. Right. You know? Right. So you know, there are a lot of things that other people could point out that you're like in your in your zeal and your love for you know or your you know your your angst for the place you're at. You can get pretty excited about. I don't know. There's something about new love. There's something about new, new things. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's the what else is out there, and yeah. Yeah, you know what is that saying? Love is blind. Yep. Uh, and the grass is green on the other side. Always, yeah. You know, it's it is always the the over there. The other thing looks yeah. far shinier and better than what I'm sitting in. And I'd point out the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener on the side you cultivate and water, right? Mm -hmm. So you know it might be grass. If the grass is greener over there, it might it might not be as green when you get there because maybe you don't cultivate it like you should. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's by the way. I'm not saying don't go. No. And I don't These think are you're like saying. the practical things you would do, or yeah, or it sounds like what you're saying is one bringing wise counsel from people yeah. that are not involved in this decision by any means, but are are wise. Yes. And then second would be to really ask yourself, where is this decision coming from? Like, where is my, what is my core need or belief or drive? Yeah. Drive yeah. is what I'm looking for. Yeah to make this decision is it coming from a good place is it coming from pain is it all the things yeah am i reacting to my current condition and mm -hmm. am i going to just take me with me yep yeah there, there is a you know I, don't you think all of us kind of have this like there's like a mountain i'm gonna climb and i'm i'm gonna reach the stars and and, and like you get there and it's like wow that wow that mountain's really high and mm -hmm. you know and there's yeah I, I think that wise counsel, thinking through everything, trying to remove yourself from the emotion of it. Sometimes it's, you know, what would you tell somebody else? Mm. What would you tell another person in your same situation? Yeah. All those things help to make good decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Really, really good. Okay. Next question. How do you create a prophetic culture in an environment where there is little, like little prophetic culture? Well, I think that what Ben's doing here and what we've done for years with our prophetic manual basic training for the prophetic ministry, if you got in there and uh, real simply, we've taught, we've actually talked about this so many times, but mm -hmm. so the overview is I'd get the prophetic manual. It's really inexpensive. I'd have everybody get a copy of it yeah. and I'd get 10 to 30 people together every week in, you know, uh, when you can have like two hours. And I would go through each page of the manual. There's also curriculum if you if right. you want it. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't know what the curriculum costs. Maybe it's 125 dollars or something. But you know, if you if you got 10 people, everybody pays 10 bucks. You pretty much got it. You know. Yeah. And, and you just go through. This is what we did. Like we we did Larry Randolph's book. Yeah. We just took a chapter every week. We met on Friday nights. We met from seven to supposed to be till nine. Sometimes it'd be till ten. We read a chapter together. We usually would read it before we get there. We'd sit down like, what did you learn? Because we yeah. didn't know anything. anything. Yeah. And then we would put someone in the middle and we would practice on them. Mm -hmm. You know, just like it was just us, us people. 
just and, as people. And, you know, we did that for a year and then we started bringing some victims in so we could practice <laughs> on them. And, you know, and that that's literally how we started. That's so good. Yeah. And it was super simple. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we, we, we developed a manual. We use it in every school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic training for prophetic ministry is very basic training. It's not high level, but uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff that most people don't know. Yeah. And it takes you right through, like, all the way into how do I, the last chapter's on, how do I make sure I don't become a false prophet? So all, all the mm-hmm. whole gamut from the simple to the, hey, here's some boundaries, be careful. That's really good. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, that's really good. I love how it, sometimes I think we can get really um, intense about changing <laughs> the culture of a space and I'm all alone and there's nobody with me. Yeah. And to just be like, oh, it's not that, maybe we just, do something a little more simple. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Like gather your few friends that you might be interested and meet up with them and go through this workbook. Totally. It's super simple. Do it yeah. in your house. You know, it doesn't have to be intense. Mm-hmm. Laugh, evaluate each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give great feedback. It's really that. Really good. Um, okay. Somebody's asked, what is one of the most important lessons you've learned in relationship to people? That is a good Why don't you start? Oh gosh, I mean, you I mean you're like that. a relational guru lady. No, the one, the they want to know from you. Okay. <laughs> what is one of your? Oh man, I've learned so many lessons. I have become a very different person, connection-wise, relationally, since I've come to Bethel. Mm-hmm. I've learned that connection's most important. Staying connected's most important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more important than confronting people. It's That's more good. important than, you know, most things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great to tell the truth, providing that there's love in it. Mm-hmm. Um, when people are in pain, no one should ever suffer alone, and yeah. you bond or break in pain. And That's I good. found the easiest thing. This is a lesson I learned when I was on the couch 15 years ago. I had. A friend of mine who's a doctor and she called me every day mm-hmm. every talking to a depressed person is not easy mm-hmm. she called me every day for six months mm-hmm. and I was like oh I got so bonded to her not in an unhealthy way but like wow you actually cared yeah and I realized that when someone's in pain I don't have to have the answer I just need them to know I'm with them yeah and so if my staff if I hear of any of my staff that are in pain and you know that why we have a lot of staff so that's usually you know five or six seven people a day that i'm checking on mm-hmm. you know i checked on several this morning several mm-hmm. before i went to bed last night just like hey how you doing what's going on what was the doctor's report and you know and i i feel like there is a bonding that happens when you, we have an opportunity to bond with people mm-hmm. in a way that we never had before when they're in pain if we will run to it. It's so true. It's mm-hmm. when you're in a crisis or in pain, mm-hmm. you realize who your real friends are in that moment, right? Who totally. is it that shows up when you have an emergency? Who is it that's willing to bring you a meal yeah. and sit with you and not say anything? Those yeah. are the people you feel loyal to. Yeah, and like the Good Samaritan who didn't have a lot of time, mm-hmm. but he had some money, right? So he did what he could for the guy in the immediate, bandaged him up a little bit, then he takes him to the end, which would be equal to our hospital, and said, hey, take care of this guy. I'll be back in a month. I'm on a business trip. I'll pay the bill. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, he had money, but he didn't really have a bunch of time. Yeah. 
So he did what he could, and then he paid someone to do the rest. So, you know, but the point is, is that he cared. Yeah. And Jesus said, that guy is his neighbor. Now, some of us don't have any money, but we have time. Yeah. Or we have a skill. I, I think those things matter a lot, and I have proactively really, really worked hard to do that. And in COVID, it was pretty hard because there were so many people hurting. Yeah. So, you know, my text, I was spending you know, an hour a day texting people like, how are you doing? And then, you know, sometimes if it's a reoccurring, like it's long, I, I just pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm going to call you. I want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And, and and I say, like in the text, hey, I'm going to talk to you for one minute or mm-hmm. two, but I want you to hear my voice. I want, I want you to hear my prayer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be a 20 minute conversation. It can be a two minute conversation. Yeah. Really but good. just staying connected matters to a lot with pe- people. Connection yeah. does really matter. It's really good. Cassie's got Parkinson's. She's doing really good. I'd say part of her doing good is that when she's having a down day, I'm like, the Lord says to me, no one should ever suffer alone. This is what I learned from Kathy suffering. I'm like, okay, so I'm there. If I can stay home, I stay home. Mm-hmm. If there's any way I can stay home, I stay home. And it's like, you know, it's just her taking a nap, making sure... She's strong, making sure she knows that she is covered. Mm. And it's really, you know, this is, these are our best years of our marriage. And it's, you know, we both know that she's going to be healed at some point. But in the meantime, we have this great opportunity to, to do what we couldn't do if she was perfectly well. Mm. That's really good. We take advantage of it. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, we are at time. Oh, gosh. Quick as could I be. I never today. realized how fast this goes. You know, it's quick. Yeah. It's quick. Hey, we just want to say thank you so much for, you know, following us and caring enough about, you know, our opinions to, you yeah. know, some of you zoom in with us every week. Yeah. And we, we thank you so much for your contribution and for you just, you know, showing value for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, please uh, make comments uh, how we can improve even questions that you have, maybe ideas you have for us to do something different or on a different subject. Because we, we read every comment and we do our best to try to, like, this is your time. Mm-hmm. We're not doing what we want to do. We're trying to, we actually develop this whole Q&A from hundreds of questions we get every week. And we're like, okay, we got to figure out some way to it's create a venue yeah, yeah, to help people. So we pray that God would bless this week, that everything that you care about, God would care about. And this would be an extraordinary week of the presence of God and the fulfillment of your dreams. Yes. Have a great week. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.